and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with the Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today, and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 1. Welcome to the Tao. The Tao that can be trodden is not the enduring and unchanging Tao. The name that can be named is not the enduring and unchanging name. Conceived of as having no name, it is the originator of heaven and earth. Conceived of as having a name, it is the mother of all things. Always without desire, we must be found. If it's deep mystery, we would sound. But if desire always within us be, its outer fringe is all that we shall see. Under these two aspects, it is really the same. But as development takes place, it receives the different names. Together we call them the mystery. Where the mystery is the deepest is the gate of all that is subtle and wonderful. That's verse 1 of the Tao Te Ching translated by James Legge. James Legge was a Scottish sinologist, missionary, and scholar, best known as an early and prolific translator of classical Chinese texts into English. He died in 1897. I read a lot of his work mostly because it's free of copyright restrictions. From time to time in this podcast, I'll also read from Charles Johnston, which is also open source. Another more contemporary Chinese scholar's name is Lin Yutang, who died in 1976 and isn't so open source as the others. And once in a while, I'll read from Dr. Wayne Dyer, who left us in 2015. Also, not as open source as the first two. I find that reading from a variety of translations really deepens my understanding, and it's an absolute pleasure to share that with you. 
So without that out of the way, let's go ahead and break down verse 1. This verse has four parts to it, and we'll take each part one idea at a time. The first part, we're basically talking about the aspects of the Tao. We're saying that the Tao that can be trodden or named is not the absolute or enduring and unchanging Tao. And the name that can be named is not the enduring and unchanging name. All of that is basically to say is we're just talking about the different aspects of the Tao. Some of it we can name, some of it we can't. Part two of the verse says that, okay, well, let's kind of look at these both, par- both, both of these parts. The nameless part of the Tao is kind of like you can think about it like uh, it's the source from which we all originate. It's the same source that we come from. Now, the named part of the Tao, um, a lot of times you'll see in other translations, um, Lao Tzu talking about the 10,000 things. The 10,000 things is just another name for that which we can touch, see, and feel, and taste, and hear, and smell. (laughs) The 10,000 things are basically the material world. That's how I like to think about it. Part three talks about this thing called desire. And that was the rhymy part in, um, in the James Legg translation. It says, always with desire we must be found. If it's deep mystery, we would sound. In other words, we should, if we would like to go deep on the Tao, like the best thing that we can do is leave ourselves or leave our desire, or another word for that is our egos, at the door. And then he goes on to say, but... You know, look, if we keep our egos, that is actually the chief limiter to how deep we can actually go with the Tao. It's not necessarily stated specifically as ego, but I like to call it like that because it's a nice catch-all. Here, we're just calling it desire. And so we'll talk a little bit about that more in depth um, a little further on. So part three is basically to see the nameless part of the Tao, we must think and act like the Tao. To see the named part of the Tao, all we have to do is stay in our lives without growth. So part four is what we'll talk about next. And it says under these two aspects, it's really the same. But as we go further, it receives different names. And together we call them the mystery. In my mind, what is going on here is we're, we're, Lao Tzu says basically whatever our opposites are really just two parts of the same thing. The way I like to think about that is that night and day seem opposite of each other, don't they? But we can also call them (laughs) one unit of the 24-hour cycle. Heads and tails are two sides of the same coin. North and south are actually both directions. And so in this aspect, when we think about the named and the nameless, we're talking about the Tao. That'll wrap up the verse breakdown. So let's go ahead and summarize and remember that verse one has four parts. In the first part of the verse, we talk about just the aspects of the Tao. Two, we talk about there being a nameless part or the source from which we all originate and the named part, which is the world of the material, or the 10,000 things. Part three says, well, to see the nameless 
part of it, we must think and act like the Tao. And to see the named part of it, we only need to stay in our lives without growth. In other words, desire keeps us from getting deeper. And then part four says, okay, so observe around you and what seem to be opposites are really just part of the same thing. So let's put that back together. I'll read verse one, translated by James Legg again. The Tao that can be trodden is not the enduring and unchanging Tao. The name that can be named is not the enduring and unchanging name. Conceived of as having no name, it is the originator of heaven and earth. Conceived of as having a name, it is the mother of all things. Always without desire, we must be found. If it's deep mystery, we would sound. But if desire always within us be, its outer fringe is all that we shall see. Under these two aspects, it is really the same. But as development takes place, it receives the different names. Together, we call them the mystery. Where the mystery is the deepest is the gate of all that is subtle and wonderful. Now let's talk a little bit about some of the things that this verse made me think today when I was considering the concept of the Tao. There are four of them. The first two are sort of mindset points. So the, the first one is that it's tempting to take this verse too seriously and the whole Tao Te Ching for that matter. Number two is it's also tempting to want to master each verse before moving on. Those are just a couple of ideas that I'd like to explore before we actually get into it. The third part is where I'll talk about the unnameable Tao, or in other words, what I like to call spiritual experiences. And the fourth part of my experience today is we'll just call, talk about desire as being the thing that blocks us from experiencing the unnameable part of the Tao. So let's talk about resisting the, the temptation to take this too seriously. There is a verse later on, and it's verse 41 to be exact, that says that there are scholars who take the Tao seriously, and there are those who laugh at its teachings. Lao Tzu says that it wouldn't be the Tao without either of them. So I'd like to take the Tao seriously, but I also like to allow myself the flexibility to grow within it. For me, that means interpreting it from one point of view now and another point of view a year from now. In fact, I've watched my interpretations deepen and take on more meaning as I go. The idea is that in allowing myself to be vulnerable and, quote, make mistakes, I'm growing. Sometimes you might hear that the Tao is the unnamed and those that talk about it don't know it. And while this is true from a certain perspective, my sense is that it's limited. <laughs> How can we experience and live the Tao when we don't know what we're looking at? Lao Tzu himself dictated the words. I think what Lao Tzu is saying is just use the words and the concepts as tools. So when the structure is built, you set the tools aside and enjoy the fruits of your labor. In other words, by not taking the Tao too seriously, I can learn and discuss from others and then begin to experience the Tao. The operative word here, in my opinion, is to experience. Uh -huh. 
Okay, so let's talk about the second thing. Um, and it's resisting the temptation to want to master each verse before moving on. With you in this podcast, this will be my fourth time through the Tao Te Ching. Sometimes, or some days, I really connected with the message in, in previous readings. Other days, not so much. And I feel that's okay. There are 81 verses to this book, <laughs> enough so that if I took the time I needed to fully master a verse, I'd probably die before I got even halfway through it. <laughs> I'm an imperfect human. What can I say? Looked at another way, there are enough verses in here to expose me to the whole paradigm of the Tao Te Ching in under three months, if I take it a day at a time. I've found that there's a lovely continuity in the verses. They sort of melt into each other, and I don't need to stop and pause so much. I could just keep going, knowing that some things get said over and over, but in different ways. Of course, that's just my preference. You can do it how you see fit. I would encourage you to allow your higher self and the Tao to guide you into the right place and the right time, and digest the Tao Te Ching in a way that makes sense for you. Let's move on to the third part, which is now we're getting into the verse and I'd like to discuss the unnameable Tao and how that relates to a spiritual experience. I think we can approach the unnameable by using a common, a common explanation. So let's consider the foxtrot. The foxtrot is a smooth, progressive dance characterized by long, continuous, flowing movements across the dance floor. It is danced to big band, usually vocal music. The dance is similar in its look to waltz, although the rhythm is in a 4-4 time signature instead of 3-4. The American social style was, and to some extent still is, widely employed in the United States as a social and party dance. It's particularly well-suited to dancing in a crowded room by partners who may or may not know each other well, and who may or may not have had much formal training in dance. Its defining feature is that the dancers close their feet at the end of almost every figure, as opposed to passing their feet as in the other two styles. So that's the foxtrot as described by Wikipedia. Notice how we're describing the dance and how we say nothing of how it feels, the energy the two partners feel, or the absolute fun it is to move with a partner to music. You don't have to have experienced the foxtrot to know that dancing in general is something that you do. You don't necessarily talk about. Of course, to learn it, we need to consult with a teacher, the written word, a video, or whatever helps us place it in context. And that's what Lao Tzu is talking about when he describes the unnameable Tao. The unnameable Tao is, like the foxtrot, an exhilarating experience that is impossible for us to put into words. Just because we can't talk about it, though, doesn't mean we can't experience it. And it's okay to talk about it. The only thing we have to be careful about is making the words more important than they actually are. Which leads us to the fourth thing this verse made me think about today. Desire is the thing that blocks us from experiencing the unnameable part of the Tao. Let me clarify. There are, quote, good expressions of desire, a lover's touch, a good luck wish, giving a gift, 
And there are, quote, bad expressions of desire, using sex to get what we want, wishing ill on arrival, or hoarding things just because. If we set aside those judgment qualifiers, as I like to call them, the good or the bad types of desire, we're left with just the word desire. Now let's look at it and describe self-based or selfless desire. In each of these cases, the feeling of wanting originates from within. So it's all self-based. Desire is actually something we need, but it only serves us insofar as we set our intentions with it. When desire is employed beyond that, it becomes a block to our progress. So let me tell you what that means to me. If I want to grow a tomato plant, I get a few seeds, I can dig a hole in some soil, put the seeds in the hole, close it back up, and then water it making sure that it's in a good spot to receive sunlight. In planting the seed, I have let my intentions or desires be known. I would like to see a tomato plant. (laughs) And that's where I need to forget about my desire. Because if I come back every five minutes and start poking around in the soil, willing it to come out out of the ground before it's supposed to, it's likely that the plant will actually never grow. And other things like the desires we mentioned a few moments ago, once my intention is set, I should allow things to take their natural course. Desiring it is more like poking around in the soil and smothering the thing's chance to actually arrive in my life. It's easy to talk about plants and letting them grow, but how about we take a couple other harder subjects like desiring a partner, desiring more money, or even this desiring prestige. If that's a tall order, don't worry about that for now. We've got plenty of time and reading to do that will suggest how we can navigate this very human aspect of ourselves. The good news is that by living the Tao, you can listen your habit of over-desire and connect with a source that provides everything effortlessly. The only thing that's important to consider now is how desiring things after they've been intentioned is one of the primary blockers to our experiencing the Tao. So to wrap up my experience with this verse today and considering the concept of the Tao, I thought about four things. Number one, it's tempting to take this verse too seriously and the whole Tao Te Ching for that matter. Number two, it's also tempting to want to master each verse before moving on. Three, The unnameable Tao is just another word for spiritual experiences. And number four, desire seems to be the thing that blocks us from experiencing that unnameable part of the Tao. For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of the concept of the Tao in this verse today. There are three things we can do. Number one is we can set our intentions for our overall experience with the Tao today. Would we like to explore it? Get to know it? Find out if the Tao Te Ching is really something that resonates with me? The second thing is I'd like you to forget about that then after you've decided. (laughs) That's right. Just let your intention hang out there and move on with life. You can let that big brain of yours work on this question without your input. (laughs) 
And the third thing is finally come back to the Tao Te Ching tomorrow and ask yourself those questions again. I promise that if you've forgotten about it, the answers will be a little clearer if they're not already. And with that, I'd like to congratulate you. You're doing the Tao. Actually, the chances are that you've already been practicing the Tao without knowing it. You see, in my experience, the Tao contains many truths that can be found in many other spiritual texts. The Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishads, the Bible, the Quran, the Sutras, and the Torah, just to name a few. The idea is that when you hear something that's true with a capital T, it resonates with you and you feel it to be true. So to echo our friend Eckhart Tolle, my job is just to remind you of what you already know. And now we'll wrap it up. To consider the principle of the concept of the Tao today, I can, number one, set my intention for my experience with it today. The second thing I can do is I can just forget about it. And then the third thing I can do is come back tomorrow and ask myself those questions again. To close us out, I'll leave you with a final reading of verse 1, this time translated by Lin Yutang. The Tao that can be told of is not the absolute Tao. The names that can be given are not absolute names. The nameless is the origin of heaven and earth. The named is the mother of all things. Therefore, oftentimes one strips oneself of passion in order to see the secret of life. Oftentimes one regards life with passion in order to see its manifest forms. These two, the secret and its manifestations, are in their nature the same. They are given different names when they become manifest. They may both be called the cosmic mystery. Reaching from the mystery into the deeper mystery is the gate to the secret of all life. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.